What's up, y'all? I'm Deeg, here today chatting with Melderon. How's it going, man? It's going. It's going good, uh, actually. Uh, we were just talking about pre-stream, pre about just playing some D2R. I'm in a good mood. It's a, it's a great game. Diablo yeah. reliving the past. That's pretty much all I do nowadays. <laughs> you know, there's something to it, right? Yeah. Something about the, the nostalgia, something about recalling that 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 point of view when you were younger and things were different it's powerful it is powerful yeah well um can i call you mel sure do people call you mel uh yes they do okay. yeah if in raid or something yeah they say mel yeah i like it yep. i like it mel okay mel so you and i first caught up about a year ago actually about, it was about 10 months ago right before nax was coming out for classic World of Warcraft. Uh, we met with you and your brother. And uh, Def Camp. Awesome. And uh, we had a great time talking about all kinds of things. Classic WoW. The kind of the, the buzzing hype that led up to it. What it was when it landed and where it was going. It's been a year. Things have happened. And uh, I saw a video that you published. Um, I guess it was maybe about a month ago now. That where you were saying you were going to be uh, leaving content creation behind. The end of an era. Yeah. I, um, um, it wasn't an easy decision. But it's something I had to do for myself. Uh, it's just, it was, it was a lot. Um, working full time and, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to the content creation. And it's just one of those things where I was like, you know, like, I did a lot. I've accomplished a lot i think it's just time to ride off into the sunset you know yeah and, and it's funny because about a year and a half maybe two years ago before classic wow launched uh i said to def camp like during a stream or something i was like you know i think it's time for me to ride off into the sunset pretty soon i didn't think it was going to be that much longer because it was just i mean my goals have been accomplished the whole goal of the channel was to get classic wow to launch uh -huh, i really uh -huh. didn't have any plans after that you know what i mean it was like okay it's coming out now. What am I going to do? After so. that, it was just cashing in, just enjoying the ride. Right. Yeah. So, and then, like, I, I just said, oh, I'll make some shaman content, and I'll just keep making stuff. And and then just got to the point where I was like, man, I, I, I the game's, it's a solved game, right? So there's still a lot of yeah. things you can come up with and and, and understand. And uh, I think I brought a lot of that to attention with the shaman stuff and the shaman Definitely. discord that I built. And I, I, I just, I don't know. It's just, I, I think it just run its course. Yeah. 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 To let a good thing be in the past. Yeah. Let it leave it when it's healthy, you know, when it's uh when it's good instead of crashing and burning or getting to the point where you're losing your mind or you know, it's the content's yeah. bad. You know, that's I did want I wanted to avoid that too. So sure. leaving a good note was always good. Yeah. Sure, sure. There's a sort of I think um uh meta irony of of deciding to let a re-release of a game that you played when you were younger be done. Like it's almost like I have this 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 okay, here's here's the question I want to ask you. Um mm -hmm. so two di very different points in your life. Um last time we talked, um you described what it was like to get into content creation like you were describing, you know. Um I think what what you had said was, if I remember right, that you lost interest in retail somewhere around the Wrath um, uh, Mists kind of transition. Mm -hmm. And you found the private scene, the kind of 
you know, dangerous pirate uh, private scene of World of Warcraft and all those edgy individuals that were making that live. And then you wanted this thing to live. And there are things going on in your real life, I think you had said, that kind of made you need something to kind of grab onto. And that was there for you. And there was a moment where it was like, yes, let's sink in. Let's make this happen. Let's lo look back at this thing that meant so much to me. And let's bring it back and make it roar. And now you're looking at this thing. Now you're looking at it again from, I think, a very different point of view, which is like, this thing... It was great, but it can be done now. Have things changed for you? Have you changed? Or is it just the difference of the externalities, just the game and the community and the studio a little bit too, maybe? Where's that line? Great question. Um, <clears throat> it's a very convoluted and complex answer, but I think it's all of those things combined. Um, uh -huh. I don't know the direct percentages of, you know, proportions of what made made that decision, but, you know, um, the world kind of, I mean, we're still in a pretty bad place with the, with the uh, pandemic, but um, work has changed significantly. I'm actually moving to LA in January for a new oh, job. Exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, which is crazy. I never thought I'd live in LA uh, to be honest. And uh, oh, that's going to be a new so world. That's, oh yeah. <clears throat> that's part of it. That's a huge part of it. Like just career wise. Um, the, the kind of, uh, Decisions Blizzard made with TBC, I wasn't aligned with. Mm. Um, the um, boost, the mount, the Hearthstone thing, that all the you know cash shop, that was really hard to swallow. Um, yeah. The lack of kind of uh, just like the the amount of time it takes Blizzard to fix stuff, like even with like you know they released KT and Vash with like. Parts of the loot table missing. Uh, mm. You know, it's just it's just kind of like, what is going on? And and, and it's a, the hardest thing to come to grips with is that private servers did a better job, and that's the that's the really hard pill to swallow because you wanted this to come. I made yeah. my channel so that an official server would come out, and then playing the official servers for as long as I have, and then just thinking to myself like, man, private servers were better environment and you know that's partially because of my server scarum is a was a pvp server and now it's pve server because there's no alliance left boy um, what a weird phenomenon all the all the, yeah. the faction dynamics are becoming it's getting so bad Crazy. every retail game too same problem really yeah yeah that was uh that's that was tough because i signed up for you know if you if you choose pve or pvp you sign up for that type of environment Mm -hmm. I signed up for PvP because I love world PvP and I, I love the interactions you can have with the opposite faction and yeah. uh, and that just didn't happen. It turned into griefing, basically world buff griefing, which happened on private servers, but there was a 50-50 split pretty much on pri most private servers, so it was kind of like I don't know, it was a lot different. It was uh, You'd have these South Shore versus Terran Mill skirmishes every once in a while. You'd have these things and it's just not happening on Scarum. So it's And then the icy on the cake was what happened to Blizzard, right? I think that's kind of the that was what that was what teetered me over the edge because I was on the edge already, and uh, that happened, and it was just like you know I I can't in good conscience uh, like I think I called it in the video free advertisement because that's what yeah. content creation is, right? I, when you get down to what it really does, um, what's the purpose of it? It's it's get to get people to play. Mm -hmm. um, and I just can't, I can't 
I don't know, man. It's just Blizzard's not Blizzard anymore. It's it's not. Um, and I think yeah. a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Something's changed. Something is totally different now. Um, yeah. Like, and yeah, so we can understand that the behind the scenes, whatever, whatever has come out has been a phenomenon for a long time. Um, but there's a blizzard has had had for so long, this mystique about it, this kind of machismo, you could almost say, which is a mm. interesting choice of mine. I think to use that word, um, that's saying, fits, though, I think, I, I our think game, it's, that, that's pr prophetic. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like machismo. It's like, it's like, no, screw you. Our game is done when we think it's good. Right. It's almost like we don't care what you think as much as what we think. What do we want it to be? What do we think is good? And you you do that for years and years, and it works, and you create BlizzCon, and all these just... Th th this rabid... I've never seen, other than maybe like pre-Fallout 76 Bethesda, maybe sort of similar i've never seen such loyalty and fandom for a studio before neither have i and they're I don't know, like disney i don't know if we'll ever see you something know? like it again to be honest i don't think so either i think they're like um in like the disney caliber like you know yeah. the um yeah the <laughs> metallica you know trying to think of like bands that everyone knows and likes you know it's it's like these um Coca-Cola, you know, they're, yeah. they're the Coke of game, you know, it, it's, they were there, man, and they had it all, and they just kind of squandered it because they, Fuck, they thought they couldn't fail, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we should call out the elephant in the room, you know, that, that, uh, the state of California, um, filed a, uh, a, a lawsuit, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know how this stuff works, but basically, uh, at, at the tail end of what seemed like a two-year uh, state investigation about sexism and harassment within the workplace. Um, you know, I, I actually, at the time, I, I was thinking about doing some content on it, and I read a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the legal brief. And if you read it, it's kind of all over the place. Um, but it's clear that it's, it did its job. Like, it kind of pulled back the curtain to say, and, and it, it, it might not have been an actor with, you know, the best or best intent or best method, but it's like, oh my God, what's back here? You you forget about who pulled the curtain back, and all you're looking at is the horror of what 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 you didn't know was inside. Um, all the people who have come out, the debate in the in the scene about boycott versus not boycott. I think one of the most conflicted dynamics for me when thinking about the situation and observing the community is. There's this broader conversation at the industry level about how we, how game studios self-govern and how they're sort of audited externally, how we understand they do the work and what kind of expectations we have for the people building our worlds. There's that. And then there's also the, 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 the long-running problem that's been going on, which is that World of Warcraft is fading. Mm. Um irregardless of anything else that's been going on at the studio. And maybe there's a connection, you can make the argument, but um, the transition from classic World of Warcraft to Burning Crusade classic, on your video, you said that you thought classic Burning Crusade was the best of World of Warcraft. Do you still feel that way? In, 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 a, um, in a vacuum, yes. Yeah. Um, 
I think I kind of did it with the cars, right? So I, I think yeah, TVC yeah, is yeah. the you know, yeah. Like mm. the high-end sports car. So what's that difference? What is it that, that makes Burning Crusade the best in a vacuum, but maybe not as good as cl as classic vanilla in some ways? I think it's the player base. I think that's the it's the player base and the and the development team. Uh -huh. They have to be in sync, and I think they were in sync a lot more back then than they are now. I think that the player okay. base has changed. Obviously, we've seen that. Um, mm. I think that the development team has obviously changed as well. And I think if with fresh eyes, TBC is a better expansion in every possible way on paper, right? It's mm -hmm. like less, um, you know, there's less uh, really weird crap to do. Like there's, yeah, you have to like, you have to get these, in, these, um, sorry, reputations up to, up to revered. You run heroics. You get the heroics. You get you get badges. You spend badges. You go yeah. to Karazam, which it is seems a small. Seems pretty raid, front loaded, though. And, uh, <laughs> yes, compared it, to it is front loaded in the way. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I can see that argument because like you, because heroics tend to fade. You know that you don't have to do them as much. Like I don't do heroics at all any pretty much right now. <laughs> you will you will have to later for badge gear that's updated. Um, the PP system is way better. Um, arena. And the honor system in TBC um, doesn't facilitate that really unhealthy behavior, uh, mm -hmm. gameplay behavior. Um, Arena is a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, the rating is more more fun, in my opinion. There's more mechanics. There's more to do. Twenty five man raids are smaller. There's there's it, it's more. Uh, uh, it feels more in sync. Are you still so raid going... leading? By the way. Yeah, so I, I'm 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 a GM. Actually, we have we have two yeah. raid leads uh, as well. So we have raid oh, leads. Right. It's like a job, and then we have uh, GM position. So yeah, I'm still GM uh -huh, with my brother uh -huh. and Talix, who's the other GM. Okay. Um, okay. We have three. So you're still so, in the yeah, in the yeah. in the thick of it. Yeah, we just uh, we just attempted KT last night. Didn't get him down, but. Um, so we have KT and Vosh left this week, and we're going to be raid again on Monday. I don't think we'll go. I don't think we'll get them both, but we're trying to. But it's uh, the rating is much more difficult because of world buffs. There's no world buffs, right? Uh -huh. That's the other thing. Uh -huh. That's the other huge thing is that you don't have this really impending thing on your shoulder at all times. Um, so yeah, but uh, maybe I should stop and just let you go. So sorry because I was going. To, I was going to compare it to classic. Um, oh, I would yeah. love if you did that, please. So. Like I said in the video, like I think that TBC is a sports car in a way that it's fine-tuned to the player experience. Um, but Classic Vanilla is, in my opinion, the old muscle car. Or, or the car, you know, whatever, you can use whatever, you know, car you can think of in your head. That, that okay. beautiful vehicle that you, that maybe isn't the new newest car in the world, but it's something that you have near and dear to your heart. Like for me... It has a mystique. Yeah, like for me, it's the old Acura NSX from the '90s. I love uh, that car. I've always wanted that car. Okay. Um, and I look at classic well, something like that, or or an old Corvette or an old Camaro, something like that. Right? It has the mystique. It has the. It's not perfect. It has it has issues. Like there's there's it's not as fast as the newer cars, mm -hmm. but it has that image. It has that like really powerful. Uh, and it brings back memories or whatever, whatever you think of. Yeah, but it occupies a powerful is, place yeah. in, in your mind, in your identity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vanilla see, is like, that. That's vanilla. Yeah. So, 
You know, one of the, the, the interesting dynamics, uh, I don't want to use the word dynamics for every damn thing. It's too broad. One of the funny correlations, let's say that, I've drawn, uh, and you're a scientist, so I know you'll, you'll understand the difference. Um, in hearing people give feedback about uh, Burning Crusade Classic, the community, the scene, is actually a lot of it is age. What age were people when they played Classic? I mean, original vanilla, original, original Burning Crusade. I was, I was college age, early twenties. What about you? Same, same. So yeah. we're we're about the same age. We probably have a, a similar right. perspective. I was, um, you know, college was miserable for me personally. So, uh, wow for me was an answer for what do I occupy myself if if not with being being successful at school. I think a lot of people did it that that way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but a, a well, lot I was of really good at that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's. It's the virtual world, man. I, I, I think we're only going to see more and more of it. But a lot of the strongest voices I see, and I'm thinking specifically of like, um, kind of Asmund Gold is like the king of them. But there's a lot. And there's a whole cohort of, of really ascendant voices who were all teenagers when the game came out at the time. And although they loved the game at the time, they consumed it in a different way. Um. And so that for them coming back to classic, I think must feel very different. Have you observed this as well, or am I just making this up? No. So, like for me, uh, the original my original experience in vanilla and TBC was it was incomplete, and it was um, I was terrible, right? So <laughs> yeah. I, so when people say you can't get the same experience again. I wasn't looking for that experience again. I was looking uh -huh. for a totally different experience and I got it, which was, I'm really happy about. I got to do all the content I got to do. I got to read with a great group of people. Um, and I saw everything. The only thing I didn't do was get high, high warlord. I, uh -huh. My biggest regret is not doing it. I got to rank 11 and I was like enough. You were regret not going crazy. for that. That is one of the most hellacious grinds in all of game. No, I just want, I wanted I it in, in, uh, yeah, I guess if you want it, you want it, man. If if yeah. you can say that you did it all, like like what, what like the hat trick? Like there's uh, high warlord's got to be one, uh, scarab lord that's got to be another, and then um, I guess seeing everything, right? A thunder fury maybe. If thunder if, fury, if you're playing yeah. that class, right? Um, a yeah, legendary. I think you're right. Those are like the that three way. things that are yeah, a legendary, right? Which unfortunately, the shaman you really can't get. So it's um yeah. You're right. So I didn't get to experience those three things, but I got to experience everything else pretty much. Uh, and I'm not trying to downplay it, dude. It's just, it's just kind of like uh, I think. Uh, yeah. uh, I watched S Fan talk about how what what his goals were with the experience. It was getting those things, and it was interesting mm. for me because um, I, I probably spent more time thinking about the game than I have actually playing it. For me, I I, I didn't need to put more. I I didn't feel like I needed to put any more than. Oh boy. I think I played when um, Classic WoW released, I probably played hard for two and a half, three months and then put it to the side. Mm -hmm. um, and then when Burning Crusade out, I got into Hellfire Peninsula and I was like, yeah, I don't need any of this anymore. Like, I'm good. Mm. Understandable. Um, but for me, it's not because I, I didn't think the game was good. It's more a reflection on where I am personally and right. what my interests and how I want to use my time. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I got a similar vibe from you as well. Um, 
so not that extreme. I, I'd say that I'm okay. I'm not playing as much as I was in classic, but I'm still playing pretty. Okay. I still have two. I have two seventies. I have yeah. uh, another one on the way. So it's it's um. TBC is great because I can log in and do dailies, and then that's it. And then I can come back in two days and not miss anything. And I can just raid. I get raid log if I want to. And I did that for a couple weeks. I was uh -huh. like, I'm just going to raid log this week, and I did. And then the next week, I was oh, I'll do some dailies, and make some gold. So that's another reason why I love TBC is that there's there's not this feeling that you have to log in all the time. And with uh -huh. with world buffs, I feel like that was something like you're always checking your calendar. Setting alarms on your phone. Okay, set alarm for this time when this world buff drops. You know, and, you, and then you, it's it's like there's none of that, which mm -hmm. is another reason why I like TBC better than vanilla. Uh, yeah, on a paper, little, yeah, a little more lifestyle friendly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, I hear that. Um, but there definitely is something different um, about. I when classic came out, I kind of felt like there was a cultural event happening. Like something really important was happening, and, and um, you know, you were kind of calling Blizzard like you know, comparing it to Coke and Metallica. What brings all these things together? Well, they're kind of they're kind of these outstanding examples of their industry that that are so successful that they kind of they kind of break free from the traditional channels. These things are discussed and thought about. Um, you know, Metallica became a huge phenomenon. Coke, obviously, I mean, it's Coke. Yeah. Um, there are a few other examples too, like Apple became this huge cultural force when it started just, just being someone who made, you know, consumer co computer technology. Um, there is something about that and something that's very sad about when that goes away. Um, and I think, I feel like in some ways, perhaps, as you say, um, the, re the reason I'm not the reason I'm not playing Burning Crusade isn't because I don't think it's a good game, but more so because it doesn't feel like it's important that I be there. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel like there's 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 something culturally important happening there. It doesn't feel like there's there's anything for me to learn by having that experience. And you know, a big part of that is the fact that I literally did it all before. You know, however many years ago, fourteen years ago. Um, but another big part of that is. I really was convinced before Classic came out that there was something changing about the world of video games. And looking back at it now, uh, I guess two years later, I'm not so sure how I feel about that anymore. I think a lot of us thought that... Um, I, can say this. I think a lot of us thought that vanilla coming out was going to somehow cause some type of zeitgeist in gaming where it was going to you know a revolution if you will if you it, it, that you know good mmos are people are finally going to see what a good mmo looks like yes. and developers might do this and that and i guess i i for some reason i didn't really want i didn't really have that feeling but okay i will say that the um Launching up the classic, the, the the environment, people's emotions, Asmund, like if, let's use Asmongold for an example, Fine. right? So yeah. he um, was really into it, wanted to play it, blah, 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 mm -hmm. you know, talking about it nonstop, watching videos about it nonstop. That got everyone else doing it. A lot of new content creators came onto the scene because of it. It Because the game was coming back that everyone wanted for so long because retail wasn't providing them that 
place, whatever, mm. whatever you want to call that, whether yeah. it's, whether it's, you know, character, uh, um, identity or whatever you want to call it, world building. It was gone from retail. Mm -hmm. And then I think a lot of people who didn't play private servers saw vanilla and was like, oh, uh, this is different than what I thought it was going to be. Right. It, because it, it, re it requires a lot of the leveling is, is, is tedious. Um, Raid, getting world buffs is tedious. Uh, dragging 40 people around is tedious. All these things are tedious. Uh, and I don't think people were ready for that, especially because that population of people is now maybe has children and a wife or a, or, or a husband or whatever. Yeah. Nobody really thought nobody really thought about that. And I think that's someone like me who played private service. I'm like, okay, finally, I have an official place to play. I don't have to worry about it getting shut down. That was my only big thing. That was that's a sense of relief. Somewhere. Yeah. Right. So and you can that, be out like in the public for, about it. And yeah. 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 But for most people, it was reliving their childhood, which is impossible when you have a child or or a job right. or a, you okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think that there are some people who were able to relive their childhood by replaying WoW Classic? I think people tried really hard and lost some things. Like what? I, I think people, jobs, relationships. Um, I know people who went high warlord and just no life the game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know people who would <clears throat> not sleep. You know, I think people tried to do that, and and you will inevitably fail. Not not because you're a bad person or a bad player or not good at the game, because you're just a different person now, and yeah. you have much more responsibilities, and you can't sit in your dorm room or your mom's house, or your dad's house, or your basement. You can't do that anymore, right? So yeah. it's it's this, some people maybe, but, but you know, <clears throat> we aren't those people anymore. And I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing, the biggest letdown of Classic WoW is not the gameplay, not that mm -hmm. the bosses are easy, not this and not that. It's because their image of what, what their world was going to look like didn't match when the game came out. I think that's the big... Yeah. Unveil for most people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I love the way you said that. I th you really rang a bell for me. What you just said, I think, is the unstated critique behind so much frustration that we hear within the gaming scene of the game is shit, garbage, trash, developers lazy, bad, stupid, you know, sexist, whatever. And, you know, Gamers are rarely right about their diagnosis of the situation, mm -hmm. but they're right about how they feel. And I, I really have this strong intuition that what they feel might be rooted in what you just said. Do you hear a lot of that in, 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 in the scene around you? Or is this just something that I'm picking up from the, the angry kind of, you know, Redditors and content creators? Is this a, a real common thing or is it just, just a problem with people who are, you know, uh, got big egos need to talk. What do you think? Um, I don't know if I can answer that. I, I think that okay. Okay. it's a hard, it's a hard question for me to answer. I think that there's people that it does apply. I think there's people that just uh, play the game and realize right away it wasn't for them anymore. Yeah. I think there's those people. And I think there's some people who wanted something out of it and didn't get that thing. And I think that's not because of the game, but because of the um, impossible expectations they put on themselves and the world, right? Yeah. Or 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 the the experience. Like just because Classic Wild is coming out in 2019 doesn't mean you're gonna 
be in that safe place you were as a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. before you had all these responsibilities and just soaked yourself into this game forever. And, right. and all your, all your troubles went away as a kid. You can do that as an adult. You can, you can, but it, it's just always there and creeps up. Your parents uh -huh. can't save you. you. You know, you're, I don't know when you're a child, when, when you're young, even in college, as I was, as we were, when the game came out, yep. there's a safety net. There's still this, it, it, the net starts to fray as time goes on, but it's still there. And I think that people in their thirties, the safety net's pretty much gone mm -hmm. and you can't really rely on everything else anymore. And I think that's, Asmongold's been talking about it recently. You know, he's been talking about, um, Dr. K, who's that therapist. Um, I love his content. Yeah, so do I. His conversation he did with Asmongold, the most recent one. Yes, that's what I'm talking that about. That is a banger of a conversation. Yeah. Holy shit. And that's exactly, I think Asmongold just embodied and personalized that exact experience. I think everyone is having that. That's our age. Yeah. And I think, it, it, or at least people who play WoW. And he said, I, you know, I, I don't want to grow up. Yeah. You know, he said that. He doesn't want his parents to die. He doesn't want you know, he he's, he foresees a time when gaming will come to an end for him, you know? Mm -hmm. There's only one constant universe and it's change, right? That's the only one. And uh, except for, you know, the speed of light. Okay, we have physical properties that are that are unchanged. Okay, but, Mr. Scientist. So, yeah. <laughs> but as far as people, right? Uh -huh. As far as people, the only thing constant for us is change. That's it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that's the hardest pill to swallow for every person who's ever existed on this planet right is that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i think i think a lot of people thought classic wild was going to stop that stop the change stop the clock or yeah and it, it it can't and well and it's it is and it has aged let's let's just be admitted it has aged yeah yeah and yeah so it it, it is aged and at the same time we've all become so much more sophisticated in the way we consume these experiences it just has stood no yeah. chance against us no yeah. I mean, I think every single, I mean, 99% of guilds looked up strats, 99% of guilds world buffed. Of course. You know, um, these bosses don't stand a chance against world buffs. They don't stand, a, they don't stand a chance against the optimal builds and the optimal talents and the optimal weapons and yeah. using a level, you know, level 49, whatever the, the edge masters handguards are, they're like level 40 something epics that mm -hmm. give plus seven to each weapon, weapon skill. No one would wear them back in the day. No one knew that was a good thing. Oh, Why would epic. Are you a noob? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so, You're a warrior. Why are you wearing leather? <laughs> I don't know what people thought was going to happen when Classic came out, but this stuff has been theorycrafted for... Yeah. I, Pride of Server has been around for 10 years, you know? Mm. Like, m more than that. And people have been theorycrafting this game forever, and people thought that it was going to be, oh, let's go back to it when it was hard again. And mm -hmm. it's not. it's not hard. Mythic's hard. Like, that's hard. The new the new retail content's hard. If you want to challenge, that's what you have to do. Yeah, that's the irony of but, it. Right. Is right. The thing that people say they want is what the, is what the retail game is actually delivering. Yeah, for the end game, for sure. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. End game PvE, retail is the challenge, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, for people like me, you know, who played private service for so many years, it was just... For me, I knew that was my environment. Classic WoW is my environment. It's the it's the, my favorite game. Um, yeah, and I just was happy that we had an official launch, and mm -hmm. 
people it would bring more people in. and that's what it did uh for sure and what's really funny is i did a podcast recently with um warcraft reloaded uh i actually do that do that monthly and uh just as oh, a cool. guest yeah I just is, keep myself kind of in the loop. Is, there, is there a specific cadence for that it's come out on a certain day of the month it's it usually it's usually a Friday, and it's usually like they just kind of hit me up. Hey, what what day of the month do you want to come on? Cool. Uh, what, cool. What, what Friday do you want to come on? And uh, we were talking about there's actually more raiders now currently raiding than there was during next mm-hmm. in classic. Oh, interesting. In TBC, yeah. Huh. Why do you think so, that is? I think the raids are more fun, and there's no world buffs, and there's yeah. less to do. But but no one's talking about that. No one, no content creator is saying. By the way, TBC has more raiders right now than during Max and Vanilla because it's not sexy. Because everyone wants to talk about, you know, quitting. You are so right. No one is. Yeah. I I've not heard that from anyone else. I didn't know until until the host said it. I had no idea. Right. I never looked at those. I never looked at those numbers. Yeah. Um, so why is the conversation being driven so differently from the boots on the ground experience? I don't know. And like, there's more PVPers now than like the arena is a huge success. Like people, uh-huh. are, uh, trust me, like it, that's been great. Yeah. People are playing TBC, and no one wants to say they're playing because everyone wants to say switch to Final Fantasy. Uh, you know, screw Blizzard. You know, all that's the sexy thing to say right now, right? No one wants to talk about how TBC is actually doing pretty well. Game is and good, it, but it's yeah. no longer cool. Correct. Fuck. Correct. Brutal. Yep. Brutal. So yeah, that's sad. But um, you know, and this is based on Ironforge.pro, so I, you know, I don't know how right these numbers are, okay. but yeah. uh, you know, it's something. It's a substantial. It's substantially higher, more raiders now than there was in next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Um. There's more. I'm trying to remember the way the badge system works in TBC. It's easier to catch up to current raid content in TBC than it was in uh, Classic, right? Yeah. Not not only do they offer badge gear, um, but they also nerfed Karazhan and Gruul and Mycterodon because when the new tier came. So when tier two came out, sorry, yeah. tier five came out. Yeah. When SSC and KT, uh, SSC and uh, the I have been launched mm-hmm. last week, with that came a nerf to the previous content. So you can bulldoze through Kara right now and get gear. Oh, interesting. Um, so, yeah. It, and then there's PvP gear you can get. And then there's, um, you know, welfare epics, we used to call them back in the day, right? So oh, you yeah. can get the purple PvP. Yeah. So you can get those. You can get. Uh, Badge gear, you can get uh, missing something. There's the, like the profession fest, gear, too. Fest gear right now. The profession pretty gear. decent, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the profession pieces upgrade too. Like, yeah, that that didn't happen in vanilla. But that's what I'm saying. On paper, TBC is so much better, but a lot of people still love vanilla because of that charm. Yeah, it ain't the original, man. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the most fun that I had. Um, so th- when I chose to call it quits with my re-entry into Classic, um, I started on launch day like everyone else did. I took it kind of slow. I was l- l- leveling with a buddy of mine. When we hit 60 after like six weeks or whatever, like I said, taking it slow. Um, yeah. We joined a guild that was people who are, you know, roughly our speed. 
we cleared Molten Core, we killed Anixia, and then a couple weeks later we killed Aragdaros. And then it was like, do we want to do World PvP and farm Molten Core until Blackwing Lair comes out? Do we really want mm -hmm. to do that? And, you know, uh, the way me and this guy knew each other is we're co-workers, you know, so we're outdoing our lives, and this is like a real deviation from that. Um, and I was like, no. The answer was just so easily no. Mm. I think what I really got out of that experience so much was there's something brilliant about the leveling experience through the open world of that game that got that didn't really have a chance to continue on because of the the, the philosophy of you know adding 10 levels and this infeasibility is how can you add that much world every every couple of years like that's actually impossible like right right but there is something one time unique non that can't be duplicated about starting in Northshire Abbey about starting at the camp in in um in Duratar or whatever it is and starting with no gear and just piecing your character together little bit by little bit patiently dying on stupid stupid multiple pulls um and then the novelty it it, it is such the, the feeling that I had Mel was that it was such a well-paced experience leveling up. There were a couple of times where it wasn't clear like where to go to level or what the best thing to do is, but for the most part, the continuity was pretty good, and there was just enough pressure placed on me, so I had to think about where to go rather than just following mm. quest markers around the world and have everything be so breadcrumbed that my brain turns off and I watch Netflix. I never really felt compelled to do that when I was leveling, and like I said, I took it slow. I did it the, the old school way. I'd even use questing to level 45 when I finally just said, screw it. Let's, let's just bolt to 60. You know, you, you smell 60 and you just, yeah. you just need it. Uh, <laughs> um, I understand that. And I think that was the experience I wanted to relive. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, I think that is enough. I, I think the journey from 1 to 60 is Vanilla's um, uh, that's its like best card, right? Yeah. That That's its ace in the hole. Mm -hmm. You cannot compare like that, like what you said, starting off in Oshara Ivy or starting off in Duratar, starting off in uh, Teldrassil, whatever. Yeah. Um, that experience, going to 60, meeting people along the way, doing dungeons with random people, Picking up that blue, your first blue, your first yeah. shoulder piece. Yeah. You, oh, those shoulders. That, yeah, that is the vanilla experience. And you, so as far as I'm concerned, you did it. You did the vanilla experience. Um, the rest of us are masochists, and we we <laughs> want to uh, we, we want to kill Ragnaros a thousand times, and uh, you know get piece together an Atiesh or. You know, uh -huh. pe you know, wait, wait for a thunder fury to, to to drop, the bindings to drop. You know, and that's okay too. But yeah. the vanilla, the core vanilla experience is the one to sixty journey. One hundred percent agree. That yeah. is, that's it. It's the you know, your Frodo trying to get the the ring to um yeah, wow. uh, 
the the mountain. I can't even think of Mordor. Mordor, Mordor right? Yes. The, the, yeah. You, I couldn't think of Mordor, it and, Yeah, <laughs> and and once you get to that Mordor, you, you went into MC. That's Mordor or whatever. You did your thing. You yeah. killed Ragnaros. That's it. That's the time end to of the fade game. into the West. Yeah, and that's totally okay. And yeah. I think that is a lot of people's experience, and that's okay, and that's yeah. great. Or and some people just start over again and do it again, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah. do that. Yeah. And that's why hardcore is so successful. It is still successful. Cargo's is thing. It's still um, going. I see Cargo's plowing away, doing more yeah. interesting new challenges. I think they're going to try to kill like like a raid boss yeah. or Claire Molten Core and hardcore. So, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm actually I'm actually I'm actually part of that. Actually. Yes. So, like, what are you going to play? It's classic fresh when it comes out. Like, uh-huh. Fresh realm. We're going to go from one to sixty. Try to get, try to not die. For, first of all, we, so we're try, we're going to try and not die from one to sixty. Uh-huh. Then we're going to try and not die in dungeons at sixty, trying to get pieces of gear so we can kill Ragnaros. Oh my god! And then not die in molten core. That's the plan. That is like so, the ultimate masochistic journey. I can't imagine how yeah. stressful it's going to be for so it's many. It's going to be stressful. I feel bad for Death Camp on BLM a lot because he's my hardcore. Like we're going to level together, yeah, yeah. and because uh, we've done hardcore a few times, and every time he's caused us to die, and it's oh, like no. I'm like he's not paying attention. Like the last time he saw someone we knew, it was like, hey, buddy, and 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 in the, in the Barrens, if you're playing this forward, anybody knows, like there's like this elite. Um, Escort uh, elite uh, patrol. It's alliance patrol in the barrens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like on. They're, all, they're they're mounted. There's like five of them. And he yeah, runs right in them. Oh no! Yeah, he runs right in them. So and he dies. I I have to quit because he died. That's how we. That's how oh, those are the rules. Fuck. And uh, we can't do that. We have we. So we have to be very, very cautious. And that's what <sighs> we're gonna do. We're gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be. It, it is masochistic, like you said. But it's like it's no one's done that. No one's ever done that. And that's. Yeah. You know, when a game's 17 years old or whatever it is now, there's still something that hasn't been done. You got to try to do it. So, yeah, we're going to try. Yeah. Still, still trying to find the undiscovered territory. Still looking mm-hmm. over the horizon. Yep. I love it. I actually love but, it. So, but I'm actually looking forward to it because I love, I love vanilla. So, yeah. Yeah. And, we, we just skipped over something I think kind of important. Um, Classic Fresh coming back? Yeah, so what, what they're going to do is they're going to launch um, they announced, they haven't announced a date yet, but they're going to re-roll servers okay. for Vanilla. They're gonna, I don't know how many they're going to be. I don't know when it's going to happen, but they're going to re-roll starting Fresh. And they haven't told us what they're going to change, if anything, yet. So mm-hmm. there's some buzz that there's no world buffs, maybe. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I love I love that idea because the leveling experience is so unique and interesting. Um, I'm asking myself if I'd want to participate. I'm not sure. Um, do you think there's any chance that we could see uh, an approach to Classic Fresh? I, I, the, the other game that I, I can think of that kind of has these periodic resets is Path of Exile, where they do their leaves. Mm-hmm. I, I don't play mm-hmm. that game. I just kind of watch it from the outside because it's, you know, it's just one of the big successes that that's out there, and uh, every single time they do a league, they they, they change something, and then they, they, and everyone mm. and starts from, starts from the beginning, and then it, it's it's what everyone loves, but there's something different about it. Um, do you do you foresee Blizzard just forever restarting WoW Classic? 
So what's interesting point? is Diablo, Diablo, by the way, Diablo 3 does a very similar thing. It's, they're called Seasons. Okay, um, okay. And they changed something in, yeah. So I guess they got that from, I don't know if PoE got that from them or they got from PoE, I don't know. Yeah, but, you could be right. Um, but the crazy thing is, and this is 100% true, private servers for years, the biggest hype for any private server was a refresh, was a fresh, was a fresh realm. Uh -huh. So they would, like, Kronos would be like, oh, we're doing the Kronos 2. And people would go insane, <laughs> right? But not change anything. It's just re-rolling the server. Uh -huh. So Blizzard doesn't have to do a damn thing, and I'm telling you, people are going to go lose their mind. Yeah. Because, like you said, it's that high of... It, I hate to reduce it to that, but it really is a high, right? Mm -hmm. It's that high of starting over again and doing that Frodo journey again. That's that. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what people love, and that's why they do it. Yeah. Um, getting another chance at, at um a Thunder Fury. Getting another chance at Scarab Lord. Getting another chance at High Warlord. Uh -huh. All these things. People say, "Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I didn't get it last time. I have another chance." Um. But yeah, private servers have been doing this for years, and and I can tell you, every time a fresh private server came out, people lost their damn minds. Yeah. In myself included. Yeah. <laughs> in so yeah. in that private scene. Is that something that was primarily uh, a vanilla refresh thing, or did that happen with other expansions too? So, <clears throat> what's really interesting is that um, another reason why TBC may not be as hype, or uh, private servers have been doing every expansion for a very long time, uh -huh. and by far, vanilla has always been the more pop most populated and more mm -hmm. most popular. I can't tell you why, but like we're talking. <clears throat> You know, they might there might be like ten vanilla private servers out there that are like worth playing, and there may be only one TBC private server. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, um, vanilla has always been the the big one. Always, in, always in the been the favorite Vanilla's child. Always had that mystique. Yep. Huh. Yep. Like I think someone said in chat, it's never been close. Yeah, that's true. It's never been close. Yeah. Like, there's no, there, it's not even anywhere near as popular as Vanilla. TBC Wrath. Even Wrath, people's like fa the fan favorite. Um, yeah. Do you think Wrath Classic will be a thing? Seems like it has to be. I would. I would have said definitely yes before the allegations. Or, sorry, the, well, I don't know if they're allegations. They're not really allegations anymore. But I would. I would have said a hundred percent yes before that. Mm. I think now I'm a little iffy. Seventy five percent. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh God, so many directions I can take this. So, classic being the thing that everyone wants, even though the other expansions are better on paper. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking about you and me a little bit here, because uh, I, I almost feel like it's it's almost like my job to sort of represent the people who love love the leveling up experience, but are no longer need the experience of raiding no longer need to you know get those high prestige things it's like what what is it that i need out of it that's different than what you need out of it? and i'm part of it i'm sure is just social circles like you were involved in the private server scene you were creating content to hype it up you connected with all these people you have this huge community of people you talk to every day who are all excited about this same place right right and i forgot to i forgot to say if i didn't have my guilds i'd probably be, be what you did Mm -hmm. I probably would have ended my journey there because 
my because of my guild, because of how close we are, and because of the environment that we built, mm-hmm. like I, that's why we did all the content because we we worked well together and yeah. we jived together. And if you don't have a, a guild to play with, and you you know, you're you're going to end at that at that proto dropping off the ring. I think that's it. I think that's the end for for most people who don't have a good guild yeah. or who don't want to. I just don't have a good guild because it, 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 it's more than that. You, yeah, dedicating to it's, it's a positive feedback loop. You have to be dedicated to raid, and then the, if the guild's good, and it just it just rolls together, right? Like it's it's, um, yeah. I really yeah. feel what you're describing, um, partially because I'm looking ahead to next week's release of New World, the right the the uh, the latest and greatest WoW killer, um, and. Uh, I yeah. don't have a I don't have a group of people lined up, and it's that it's the same age old problem of I want to play the game, but I there aren't any groups of players who I'm interested in playing with. Um, yeah, what you just described about having that I actually was was talking with another uh, creator, um, streamer named Aurora Peachy, who uh, she plays Guild Wars Two and a bunch of other stuff, and Guild Wars Two has raids. They're kind of baby compared to uh, World of Warcraft, stuff like that. Very, very different very, for a very different game. But um, she has a kind of pretty unique raid group that's been together over the years. You know, parts change out over time and whatever. Um, but they're very casual. Like, they wipe for hours on easy bosses. They just chill out. They play whatever they want. They don't metagame at all. It's very unique in that way. It's just like a way for people to spend time together and kind of chill out over the game that they like. Um. And I remember thinking, like, oh, man, it's so good to have a group like that. You really want that. Um, I'm not going anywhere with this. I'm just kind of musing because I I guess what I should do is ask you about this guild. Um, so is there something special about this group of people? Uh, tell, tell us about the, tell us about them a little bit, about this, this special group of people that's keeping you engaged. Uh, yeah, it's 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 um interesting kind of <clears throat> path we all walk together. So we started off in a mega guild. Uh-huh. Um, started off by Cargos, myself, and Def Camp, and Egregious, and Navic, and Ale. Wow, pretty much we have this group of people. It's uh, it's myself, Navic, Ale, Cargos, um, Egregious. We have a little group, we're a little uh, I guess you can call it like a little clique. I don't know. We're like one click in the classic WoW kind of experience that so you have people like Tips one Out cluster. and S-Fan and yeah, yeah, a different click or whatever cluster. Um, and we decided to form our own guild, and it was five raid IDs, so five forty-man raids is what we started, um, wow. which is huge. Yeah. And what happens to everybody in classic, as we've talked about, is that people quit at different times. Yeah. Drama happens here. This happens there. Our group was called Sidewinder. All the all the guilds were named after snakes for some okay. reason. Uh, it wasn't my decision, but it was it was interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the name of the, the name of the mega guild was Invictus. We were called Sidewinder. Mm-hmm. So when all uh, the top two raid IDs, uh, what transferred off the server? They were like they were like the the ones trying to go for world first and the real sweats. All this stuff, right? We were the, we were actually the casual guild. And um, so when they left, we decided to break off of the Mega Guild and become our own guild. Mm-hmm. And we invited one of the other raid IDs to come with us. Mm-hmm. And they did. So we had a two raid ID guild for a while. 
I was the GM of both of those, and I said, hey, we got to think of a name. Uh, everyone submit something, and we'll vote on it, right? So the one that got the highest votes was the, was the name Eden. Uh, I oh. wasn't really happy about it at first because, I don't know, it just seemed a little bit overtly religious to me, and I didn't want to... I don't know. Let's not get into that. But I just, I just thought it was a little bit, a little bit too religious for me, personally. Can, um, can we yeah. pause on the name a little bit, actually? Sh sure, sure. Okay, so... When when I hear Eden, especially yeah. the the greater context of everything we've talked about, because you know uh, we were talking earlier about that that kind of great kind of cr unstated critique of of people that they can't return back to what they were when they played WoW right. back in the day, right. right? Like they they can't go home again. They can't return to the garden. If you're thinking it about it in biblical terms, they can't unbite. The fruit from the app, the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? And Eden, yeah. I mean, come on. Now, I now it uh, to give a spoiler, it has grown on me, and I'll uh, and I'll, I'll uh, okay get to that part of the story. So, but at first, I was like, man, I don't like this. This is stupid. I so the reason why is because I'm like a very, I'm like a very uh, you're a man of science. No, it's not that. It's actually okay. not that at all. I, all right. I, I, like, I, I'm not like anti-religion or anything like that. But okay. Okay. I, I'm very into like orc lore, and I wanted something very horde named. Oh right? yeah. Wanted, that's what you wanted, wanted to go wanted, sub like, life. I feel yeah, you. I wanted to be like you know, thunder lords or something. Yes. Something, something like that. Right? Like, sounds so like a biker gang. Yeah. I was like, this sounds kind of weak, but okay. People uh, voted for it. Fine. So we we took on the name Eden, um, and you know. We were two raid IDs. Uh, I was the GM of both of them, but I was raiding with one, so it was kind of like weird because I was more preferential with my group than the other group. Mm. So they decided to move on to their own, which was fine. That was great because I was like, "Please, like th this makes my life ten times easier." You know, like you guys are welcome to go. You know, so there was no bad blood or anything. They just kind of split mm -hmm. off. So now we were one raid ID finally um, on Scarum, and you know, at this time we were. Ragnaros was, was 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 great. Now phase two comes out, the world PvP comes out, all the alliance leave. Yeah. And we found ourselves kind of in a crappy spot. And we were like, man, should we transfer? Should we and, and you know the people and, and, and so all these selective forces, I'm gonna use like so I studied for evolution, right? So okay. all these selective forces come on and it wipes off I'm not saying the weak people, just the people who didn't want to deal with it, right? Like, they didn't want to deal with not having alliance. They didn't want to deal with, you know, getting ganked or whatever. Or what, anything you can think of. They didn't people who weren't well want... adapted to the environment. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it kind of just, people kept slogging off when we re-recruited dif different people. And we built this kind of, I don't know. It, it's it, And the reason why the word, the name Eden has grown on me is because... We found we found it. Whatever that is in between casual and hardcore, we found it. And Oof. that's why I think the, the name's Eden is so fitting now, because we are that place in between those two extremes. Um, and I'm, I say the name with pride now. I didn't before, but now I do, is because I, I really feel like we've created an Eden where players can come and parse, mm -hmm. but they don't have to worry about having you no... Know, you know, seven alts, or like you know, you know the the exact right professions, or they can still do well, and we still try to create an environment where people can play the way they want to play and pump, but we don't tell them to you know do all the crazy stuff. 
So that's the kind of environment that we've always strived for. And we've built that. And it took us a long time. And a lot of trial and error and a lot of sleepless nights trying to like figure out what we're going to do. And through that adversity and through those selective bouts, we've, we've formed real friendships within those people and we've grown to trust each other. And that's kind of the, why I love playing with those guys. And if it wasn't oh. for playing with my guild, I don't think I'd be playing right now, to be honest. I really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, so that's the key for me is I needed a place where I felt like, I don't know, I could, I could thrive and, and be the best player I could be <clears throat> or else what I would do is I would, like you said, what you did, mm-hmm. you know, play to the end and that's it. Or maybe reroll another character and do that over again, you know, whatever. But I found that happy place for myself and that's my guilt. So that's, yeah, that's a beautiful why thing. I, really, I like the name now. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing yeah. to find and an even more beautiful thing to create. So kudos to you. That That's Thanks. a thing that it's, a, it's just me, but yeah, it's a lot of people to help out, but yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. That That's the thing that all of us, you know, all of us folks, I feel like our age who, who remember being sweaty over video games want, right? You want, yeah. you want, you want to have a balance because you want to sweat, but you just can't go like you used to go. You can't put them in 12 hour days. You can't, you can't stay up till 3 AM, you know, five nights in a row when, when a new raid wing comes out, you can't do that. So that's, that's amazing. Um, what was the transition like from uh, Nax to uh, TBC in Tier 4? Was it, did you have to, because the, the raid size shrunk from 40 to 25 at that time, right? That was actually the most challenging time for us. Um, mm. And I said that, and I kind of said that to the guys, uh, to our officers, I'm like, listen, Nax was tough, you know, recruiting was tough, you know, all these things w- that we had, we went through in Vanilla were tough. This is going to be the hardest challenge. Um and we had to have some, unfortunately, had, had to have some uh, uncomfortable conversation with some people. That's um, Yeah, and it wasn't like, there was only one instance where it was like, the person was just not a good fit. Like, it was a personal, personality-wise, it just wasn't working mm-hmm. out. They were, they they are a great person, I and I, I really, um, I respect this person very much. I think that she's a great player, but it was just, um, wasn't working out with the guilt. It just people in general just didn't, they weren't jiving. Other than that, we had to have conversation with people like, we don't have a spot for you. That, that was the hardest one was like, we want you to, we want to play with you, but we don't have a spot for you. That's rough. Um, yeah. And so the raid leads, Al and Navik, they're so good at being calm in situations like that because they're like, let's go into TBC with more people than we think we need. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you, by the time we start raiding, people are going to be gone. And he was, they were absolutely right. Like, pe- not not because they left or they were mad, just kind of fizzled away. That's the way it goes. So we we went into TBC with more than we thought we needed. And thank God we did, because I don't know, we, we probably wouldn't be raiding right now if we didn't do that. So mm-hmm. it was, um, like I said, everyone has, all the officers have their special kind of thing they do. And I've been very selective of, of uh, um, kind of who I want in certain positions and you know they do their job very well and we're we're well a machine um and so yeah I'm really proud of my I'm really proud of my guild and I'm really proud of who in the officer corps and the raiders um but the officer corps specifically because they're so everyone's good at a certain thing and everyone and I made sure I didn't put people that would echo chamber each other I made sure I put people that would debate you know each other 
I like that. Um, I like Eric? that. No, not like. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. You don't have to use any names if you want, but that sounds very interesting. Well, I, I don't like. I think what, one of the worst things you can do when you build a team is have everyone that's going to agree with one person. Um, because then you have no feedback otherwise. You have no, like, kind of alt alternative hypotheses of how something's going to work. Mm -hmm. um, so nobody, it never comes to, like, anger or hate or no one yells at each other, but it's like someone X says this, Y says, ah, I don't agree with you. We should do this. And then we have a conversation about it. And then you can it, talk about it. it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, you need a little um, bit of agitation in order to open up the solution space. Makes sense. Correct. That's exactly what I wanted, and that's what, what we're getting. And, you know, there's days where people get on each other's nerves. Like, I can't believe X said that, you know, but then by the next day they're friends again. They're not friends. Not like they're not friends before that, but they get into a little bit of a heated debate. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of sit back and laugh because I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> but... Mm. But at the end of it, we've learned something when we haven't kind of echo chamber our way into something that's not the right way to do something. So mm -hmm. um, I try to be the last person to talk because <laughs> I like hearing everyone's kind of sides on things before I say anything. Plus, they have a lot more experience than I do with with uh, uh, the people I put in the raid lead positions have done this on private servers. So they know what they're talking about more than I do. So because I, I haven't I haven't I have never done Tempest Keep. Ever. Yeah. I, you know, so, yeah. Sign of a good leader to trust the people that, to trust your people. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how other leaders do it because, like, I, I just feel like, um, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to run a guild. It's, it's not a one person show. Yeah. <laughs> Neither kill a boss. I like that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, I can tell that you've put a, huge amount of thought and energy into this into this community it makes total sense to me why how you couldn't just how choosing to leave behind that community is in some ways a much bigger decision than what you think about the game or what you think about doing content it's it's it, it has its own life right now it's like it, making the decision to stop making content was easy mm -hmm. uh compared to if i had to decide to stop playing with my friends like th yeah. that would be the hard that's harder um 100 harder um so i think that's why people were kind of like oh why didn't melderon just quit altogether like all the other like oh how could you i think some people in the comments of that video were like oh you're just chilling for him or whatever or... and i'm like it's much more complicated than that like first of all i know some of the devs there mm -hmm. um and i know they try hard i know that they get stopped at every turn i know that they um you know, I was I was lucky enough to be able to help them during the beta and be like, mm -hmm. "Hey, listen, this is bugged. This is but you know, I had a private channel with some of the developers, and I have, I'm okay saying that. I don't care. I mean, it doesn't really nothing's going to happen to me. You know what I mean? So, but some of the developers reached out. I um I can say this now because he's no longer there. Omar Gonzalez and I had a little bit of a personal back and forth when the game okay. came out. Um, and then he was nice enough to give me uh, access to other developers when he left. Mm -hmm. So those devs and I and a couple other people had a little private channel. We talked about on Discord and, and we talked about, you know, and, you know, uh, us players were very vehemently opposed. Things like the cash shop, you know, but they said, mm. it's not our, we can't do anything about that. Out right? of their that's, hands. That's already been decided. Yeah. So. What you know, was in their hands? How, how did those talks go? I mean. Don't tell me anything you're not well, comfortable with, but I'm finding myself very curious. 
I mean, it was very quick. It basically, it was like, hey, you know, most of us knew, had the wherewithal to be like, hey, we know this isn't your decision, but this is how we feel about this. Um, and they said, you know, noted, um, let's talk about the game. That's They're very good at deflecting. Deflecting is a negative word. They're very, they're very good at engineering in the conversation in a constructive pipeline because mm -hmm. they wanted our feedback on how to make the game better, right? Mm -hmm. Not bitch and complain about what's stuff that they can't control. So yeah. it was it was quick. It was very quick and be like, you know, this is... And then they say, I can't do anything about that. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So we talk about, like, you know, this. And, you know, I, I would say, like, this is bugged. This is providing too much attack power or something. And they would say, okay, thanks. And they, you know, would say, yeah, we looked at the reference client. You're right. That's been changed. Ah, uh, you know? sure, sure. Yeah, so be, just being focused on stuff that they yeah. they actually can work on, that they actually can Correct. make an impact. That makes sense. Yeah, and they're very dedicated and hardworking people. And that's why I said in that video, I said, you know, you can choose to stop playing. That's totally your prerogative. Mm -hmm. For me, the way I'd like to make a difference is stop making content because that is a way for me to kind of lessen my... I can still pay my money to buy $15 a month and support the company because I do want to support those people. Mm -hmm. But I can stop providing them free advertisement. That was my kind of... Your accommodation. Mm -hmm. in the middle yeah mm -hmm. yeah this is an interesting one um the conversation i feel like around you know to boycott or not to boycott has kind of died down a little bit yeah. um but it i i've watched a few um there there are a few points of view i found pretty particularly interesting what you just shared right now um it reflects a little bit of uh some commentary i heard from a uh, developer and YouTuber named uh, Alana Pierce. I don't know if you know who she is. But no. um, she essentially did this video where she explained that um, it's something like developers, Blizzard developers don't want you to boycott Blizzard. Something like that. I can't remember what it was exactly. Mm. Um, and she just talked about how she'd had, because she, she, she has connections throughout the industry, and she's she's spoken with people who work at Blizzard. People who were one of the, you know, women at Blizzard who are the people who have been gotten really, really hurt by everything that's been going on in the, in the background, in the shadows. And people who have been hurt are coming out and saying, yeah, like, we know it sucks, but don't boycott us. Like, I still work here. I still, like, yeah. depend on this paycheck. I still depend on this career. And if you boycott what we're making because you don't want them to do this this, this crappy stuff internally, then it's going to have uh, secondary consequences, not just to the people who uh, perpetrated the problem, but people who have already suffered. You're doubling down on the suffering for some of those people. Yeah. Um, which I thought was particularly well stated. And it creates this kind of a very nuanced situation, especially for someone who really loves playing these games. Um, where Where is the middle path between, you know... I, if, if, if you're a total outsider, it's very easy to just say boycott it because you don't have to change your behavior. You just got to, like, you know, so, change your profile picture or make a loud tweet. Who cares what? I mean, if, if that's what someone's doing, it, it's hard to take them very seriously. The people who are really putting their, their, um, I like to say their money where their mouth is, say their energy where their mouth is, um, it's a little bit different. Uh, the, and, and it's, it's, it's reflective of, um, all right, that's going to go into really crazy territory. I'm not going to take it there. But I really appreciate you sharing uh, how you've decided to kind of 
be sensitive to both of the boundary conditions. So completely ignoring everything that's going on and just doing what you want to do, what you want to do as an individual versus going hardcore in the other direction and doing and, and, and kind of going with this, this, this society, this like zeitgeist in, in the culture yeah. where there's this big problem and making totally subsuming your individual identity to kind of the group. It's a tough one. It, it was. Um, and I'll be honest, like I, like I said in the video, the decision to stop making content wasn't just because of that. It was actually just the IC on the yeah. key, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that in this day and age, it's almost laughable that the, the, that the things happened that happened to Blizzard because I'm just, it's just like, how could anyone operate that way? I, I don't know. It is. Um, it is crazy yeah. to read the anecdotes. It's like I just don't like don't, don't people have mothers and grandmothers and like don't people have like I mean I, I just don't why would you treat a woman any less than you would treat anybody I, I just don't understand it like I, if if someone did that to my if I don't know I was raised maybe because I was raised by my mom I don't know maybe that's why but yeah. like man I, I just like, don't understand do those men people. have daughters yeah. exactly that too like don't you look at your daughter and say man. I hope nothing bad happens there, and then you hope, do something like shitty work like at my that. company. Just, oh yeah, god, yeah. But anyway, <sighs> like, but there are good people there, and that's the, what I said yeah. in the video. Like, there are good people there, and like, you know, getting to know them over the last year, um, you know, nothing personal. It's a very matter matter of fact conversations, but 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 it's just you know, it's still a connection um, though. There's something, yeah, yeah. They Matters. care. Let's put it that way. They, they gave a shit, and and that's the point that. I was trying to drive home is that there are people that care and there are people that do give a crap. And those are the people that deserve to keep their jobs. Right. And like you said, um, you know, it's like that thing with Chick-fil-A that happened a few years, maybe it was more than a few years back about the, you know, the owner was some anti uh, gay and lesbian talk. Oh, he was having. Right. So, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. Um, and yeah, people can ban Chick Fil A, right? That's 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 an option. You can definitely mm -hmm. do that. But I like immediately the first thing that pops into my head whenever I think about banning anything is like people work at Chick Fil A. Yeah, people pay their bills yeah. because they work at Chick Fil A. People what who are going to do for a L LGBT fired? work at Chick Fil A. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm just like, yeah, you could. And I don't judge anyone for banning, like for for not going there anymore or anything like that, but. I still think to myself, like, man, like, you're just okay with those people getting, like, not having jobs? Like, yeah, that's the part that I can't. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the, small, it's, a, it's always little people get hurt in things like this, right? Yeah. It's always, yeah. A, it's always little people get hurt. Bobby think, Kotek's not going to get hurt if you stop playing Blizzard. He's a, he's a billionaire no matter what, right? <laughs> but oh, yeah. Joe, yeah. Joe Schmo accounting might not be able to get a job after he gets let go, you know? Yes. So, it's the little people that get hurt. I think that yeah. is very sage. And, um, you know, I, I think I was sort of accusing earlier of so much of the conversation around. So here's here's a, a little bit of a weird hypothesis. I, I kind of started talking about it earlier. Um, it's related to what you're saying. I, I hope it is. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, I, I was going to talk about how you and I were of a certain age when we started engaging in the world of work. We are college age. A lot of the people who are are really um, uh, leaders in the content community and the, the kind of a public facing scene of, of gamers 
Um, I, I have observed that they're, that they're, you know, like seven, eight, nine years younger than us, it seems. People who were middle school teenagers around the time that the game came out, different part of their life when it started, and perhaps more importantly, different part of their life when Classic WoW began to manifest in their early 20s. The same age when Classic WoW was coming around, that you and I were in, when, when original WoW came out. And people who are, as, as their first exposure to the world, like maybe, maybe their first job is streaming. Maybe their first job is having a YouTube channel. Maybe it's not their first job, but maybe it's you know among their first jobs. It's different when you approach these problems after you've been out in the world in the world supporting yourself and perhaps a significant other, perhaps starting a family. You have a, di a different view of the world. But you just said about how um, it's always a little people that get hurt. That's a perspective that's kind of hard to have if you haven't lived through that kind mm. of a situation. And it's it's not a matter of being smart. It's a matter of just raw experience. What have you seen? Um, and uh, that's, that's one of the main reasons I feel, I, I really said to myself, I really got to talk to Melderon. I really got to talk to him because uh, there's a lot more going on, I think, than those ascendant voices would lead us to believe. Um, and those those ascendant voices who are young adults who are making their first their first foray into the world of adulthood by trying to recapture being a young child. There is something yeah. I think emblematic about that, about what we see in the community discourse. And that's one of the main things that that's one of the main things that, that encourages me to get off of my nine to five and show up and do this stuff. Because I think that there need to be more voices about what's happening. There needs to end. Um, I want. I, I'm on. On the one hand, I thought that your choosing to end doing content made was a very was very interesting, and it made me really want to talk to you. And I was grateful to have an excuse to talk to you again. But on the other hand, it kind of sucks because you're one of the people who I really want to hear from, um, who have this different perspective, and. Uh, do you think that that kind of line of and, and and okay, connecting that back to, I think I've lost what I was connecting it back to, but hopefully what I've said, rang was somehow uh, relevant for you. What do you think about what I just? Yeah, said? <clears throat> I really appreciate what you said, and I, and I thank you for that. Um, I've always tried to be a little bit different when it comes to content because I feel like uh, I don't know. I I just like to explore unexplored territory and whether it was the dev talks we did with, with def camp or um the um you know the classic well etiquette guide or the shaman guides that are three hours long i wanted to i really wanted to kind of dive into things that i wanted to do number one and mm -hmm. and i wanted to dive into things that are a little bit off the not you know kind of off the beaten path um and i really want to echo what you said about you know experiencing life um, you know, I didn't, not, nothing I did in life came easy to me. Like I didn't, I wasn't some math whiz and computer science whiz and decided to become a scientist. Uh -huh. I was a criminal, I was a criminal justice major, worked as a security and surveillance officer at a casino for a while. Okay. Went back to school, got my master's degree after like four years. I had to take all these prereqs, uh, that I didn't have. Um, 
you know, I, 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 you know, I'm not like one of those straight, straight uh, arrow kind of guys. I never had that. Maybe it's just because I'm not trying to be like a same a victim or anything, but like, I just either your either your path went back and forth a bit. You have you had a real journey. Has. It yeah. wasn't just shooting star straight to where you are. You yeah, had some setbacks. And I think because of that, course corrections. And I think because of that, I try to see things from every perspective possible. And I think that when I hear to myself, "You're going to boycott this or ban that or never, never do this again," or I think about everybody involved, and I try to think about how I would feel if I was there, and I try to think about, you know, even if we look back at empires and two empires fought each other or two kingdoms fought each other, at the end of the day, the two kings or queens would still be fine, right? I mean, usually, but the people, a massive amount of people that would die fighting these wars for people that they've never even met. Um, and I just, I just think like the cancel culture, like Twitter, um, it's so sickening, man. I, 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 I don't go on them, so I don't really know, but the few images I get of them are always so just, everyone's so high and mighty all the time. Everyone's so like, how the how could you do this? Or how could you do that? I'm like, have you ever made a mistake in your life? Like ever? And I'm not saying we should, I'm not saying that we should uh, forgive what happened mm -hmm. at Blizzard and say, oh, that was just a mistake there, Johnny, or whatever his name was. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you shouldn't have been, you, that's okay, go back to work. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, in general, people are so cold to each other. Yeah. Um, because the internet has allowed us to just become these autonomous, like, uh, um, anonymous, autonomous and anonymous, and anonymous beings that we don't, you know, we just kind mm -hmm. of interact in a way that's not supposed. To, it's not human nature, and uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I just I try to be more personal with people and try to be more. Uh, yeah. I just try to like try to think about how people feel and stuff. Yeah, word, man, right to my heart. Um... I've been getting into this uh, this dude named Marshall McLuhan. He was a media philosopher who kind of predicted the internet 30 years before it happened. He would say that being on the, the medium of television, if you're there, you become a discarnate being who tends to merge your identity with others at the speed of light. And I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds relevant to what you're saying. It's exactly... exactly <laughs> uh, that's exactly how I see the world now. It's what you just said, if you could say that one more time maybe, but like uh, if you are if you are um the okay, the great philosophers of of of, of whatever of the Greeks and the Romans and whoever else sure. ancient Antiquity. Africa, all these great philosophers okay. um they would have conversations with each other, right? They would be in the same room. They would debate and talk and and eat and yeah. come back the next day and do it again. You can't do that on the internet. Yeah. It, 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 you know, especially something like Twitter that's like posts, like it's just posts of time. These yeah. snapshots of time that people are, are reading and, and that isn't how relationships are built and made. That isn't how people get to know each other and that isn't how people come to respect each other. And that's why nobody respects each other because all they see are these moments in time that people say something and react to it and Mm -hmm. it's just fucking sickening <laughs> i'm sorry to get i'm sorry to curse it is. it's just please do it's, i don't care it's like yeah. it's um i don't know i don't know and, and, and the world just keeps going in that direction and i just feel so 
uh, I just feel so disjointed from it sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and it's in, and it's inescapable because I feel like people themselves have become more withdrawn, and COVID has not helped. So, like COVID yeah. and and all these things kind of work synergistically and bring us all closer uh, away from each other. Excuse me, not closer, but away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's really bad. And whatever this author is, if you can maybe send me a link or say his name again, that I'll that show you some stuff. Yeah, is exactly what happened. Marshall. What Marshall McLuhan is his name. Um, I actually did a whole talk on my channel earlier this week about him. Um, fascinating, fascinating dude. I think very relevant to our times, especially for gamers. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and uh, another thing, sorry, real, real quick. Another no, thing no, gamers continue. do that drives that drives me nuts is that it just it's not just gamers, but the whole Twitch kind of uh, the meme culture, the Twitch is that uh, everyone puts everyone in bins. Right, mm-hmm. you're a Chad, or you're a Virgin, or you're a this, or you're. Well, I can't even think of all the names, but yeah. you're, you're, you're you you fall into some bin. Everyone and falls Andy. into a bin, uh-huh. right? And Andy, a classic uh, Andy, yeah, right. So, what I think the whole meme culture does is, every you take an individual, you look at something about them, and you put them in a bin, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's only like what a hundred bins or fifty bins. Sure, it, sure. it just it reduces it reduces our complexity and our personality so much, mm-hmm. and I I just and even with the memes like the like you know like the Pepe memes and everything like there's there's a design response to everything almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's very strange. It is. I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Right. I just had to interject with that one thing because it, it's something that I think about a lot when I watch streams is that everything, everyone gets put in a bin and everyone, there's a pre-designed response to almost everything. And yeah. I feel it, like that's just very strange. It's almost like we're all playing a part and all being, all, and it, it, people we interact with are always recasting us in a way. And if we mm-hmm. don't, if we don't act the role that we've been cast in, we tend to get criticized um, For instance, I'm a, I'm a boomer because I am uh, I am questioning the current regime of thought, right? So I'm a boomer. Yeah, I have to be, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. I've 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 yeah. firmly accepted the label of gaming boomer. Any kind of gaming yeah. circle I enter, it's like, oh, you know, I realize I'm a boomer when I talk to these people. Like it, it's a totally yeah. different world. Um, you know, I the more I talk to people, the more I longer I do the podcast and kind of go on this kind of journey of meaning and manifestation, the more I kind of am convinced of the idea that the most complicated thing in the world is an individual person. One person. Mm. People become less complicated the more of them there are. That's why a mob is such a terrible thing, right? Yeah. That's why a mob is the most inhuman, awful thing is because people, their their identities get lost and I think that kind of happens online very easily. Yes. Um, and we're all still getting used to this technology. We don't know how to use it yet. It's a dramatic thing that 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 that's it's people are going to be studying it for you know the next thousand years. The effect that it, that it will have had on our culture. It's hard to imagine anything more transformative than perhaps like general AI, um, or yeah. or you know uh, figuring out immortality. Um, like those yeah, th- that would be another huge leap. Those things would be huge leaps. You're right. Um, but and shy of we, that, we evolve, 
Yeah, we evolve very slowly as uh, biological systems, right? And we, mm-hmm. our brains, our brain capacity has allowed for our environment to change drastically when usually that takes thousands of years. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by environment, I mean the internet. Yeah. Everyone's is the new environment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a rough world. It's getting harder and harder to adapt to in a way. But it's not all bad. It's not all bad. No. Um, and I, I don't want to go to, to I don't want to generalize too much. I want to keep this a little bit more specific. But um, I share your frustration about kind of meme culture and the desire to kind of categorize people. I mean, I think this, this, this kind of phenomenon has always kind of existed. It's always been something that happens with humans and groups. But this is the most potent weapon that's ever been wielded by such a group, the internet. And it's just getting more and more so as, as the, this arms race to build these platforms that keep people connected gets more and more and more effective. Um, so I, I, I try to have sympathy with, with the people who are engaging in that way. Who seem to be maybe like the, the the visceral sense I have is that oh they're turning their brain off they're just like they're just like kind of signaling their identity to the group of people they want to be accepted by that's what that's what's happening here and if they do it in the right way they're accepted and maybe if they do it well enough they'll become you know the uh, Peter Pan of the Lost Boys you know living in <laughs> Never Neverland but that, that that speaks to a desire to be needed. Uh, it speaks to a desire to have a tribe, to be able to belong to something bigger than yourself. And, um, you know, at least in the Western world, where we're kind of, especially in the United States, where we're um, trying to figure out what the next step looks like if it's not, you know, uh, improving upon, oh, let me, how, how should I put this? I think that the goal of each generation of human beings, as long as we're mortal, anyway, should be to leave things better for the next. And it's, in, in a lot of ways, I think people are looking at the generation of our parents, the baby boomers, and saying they done fucked up. And our, our ability to identify those things and single them out is, is, is greater than it ever was, and we can understand that you know there's a huge housing problem at least relative to you know income and um people are getting left behind in a way that um you know the the idea of getting a summer job to support your way through college that old mean stuff like that mm-hmm. um it's dramatically difficult to adapt in the world and the more connected you are with people around you the more likely you are to be able to adapt i, I read this this reddit thread um Actually, is this morning or last night? Um, it was someone posted on Life Pro Tips. To it was something like, remember that when someone who's successful shares their life story, don't forget that most successful people make up a story about how their hard work earned their success and forget about the environmental systems and the connections and all the luck they had along the way. Once people yeah. get successful, they they rationalize their success as being something that they created as opposed to being something that they kind of arrived to, that they didn't entirely engineer. And there's this great discussion that went on about, um, about this whole phenomenon of how important it is to have connections and how undersold the, uh, the 
the, the, the social networks that people who have some kind of generational power or wealth arrive to without ever having to create for themselves. It isn't just the wealth. It's the, it's the connectivity. It's the stability. For me, I think about, I grew up with a computer in my house. If I didn't grow up with a computer in my house, I wouldn't have a career. I wouldn't be here doing this. I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing because college was a disaster for me. I was able to get a career in tech because tech jobs were everywhere when I was looking, you know, about a decade ago. And because I grew up with a computer. I earned yeah. very little of that. I mean, even me, I mean, I, it's like, uh, you know, I have, I have a doctorate, but like I, <laughs> the road to that was, like I said before, it was just not. You know, it's second semester of college, I think I had a D average, or second year of college, I had a D average. Um, partied a little bit too hardy and didn't want to go to class <laughs> and all that dumb stuff. I was an idiot, and I got it together <clears throat> my last two years, somehow got up to a B average, but, <clears throat> you know, I was a criminal justice major, and I uh, started working in casinos and stuff, and <clears throat> then a chance meeting. <clears throat> my grandma was at a wedding or a funeral, I can't remember which, and ran into this uh, lady who was married to the head of security at this university mm -hmm. and said, oh, my grandson really hates where he's working. He can really use a job. She said, oh, well, send him, tell him to send his resume to my husband. Uh. So I sent, I sent the resume over. I got a job at the university. And I got to go back to school for free, right? If it wasn't for yeah. that, if it wasn't for that meeting, my grandmom and this guy and this guy's wife, mm -hmm. I don't know where I'd be right now, mm -hmm. right? So... Because that got me on the road to get myself where I wanted to go. That got me on the road to start taking different classes and, and rethinking what I wanted to do with my life. And I was older and had more experience and was the partying was out of my system, you know? So I don't know where I'd be today if it wasn't for that meeting with, with my grandma and that, and that lady. Mm -hmm. No idea, right? So similar. Um, yeah. yeah, I worked my ass off but after that. but if But I had a lot of good luck along the way. A lot of good luck, and you know that's why I, that's why I said in the very uh, early on I'm not anti-religious, um, because I, I do believe that there's I don't know I'm not saying there's a God but I'm saying there's something going on, <laughs> and I and I I, I I tend to be a little more spiritual nowadays yeah. because I, I think to myself like you know I don't know if it's karma I don't know if it's uh, fate I don't know if I don't know what it is I'm agnostic, but uh, you know there's something going on. And uh, yeah. I just try to live my life as a good person, and that's it. That's all. I, what else am I going to do? I try to treat others the way I about to be treated, follow the golden rule, um, and that's it. And try yeah. to be good. Live like there's something greater yeah. than you out there. Yeah. So what's that? What's that? Uh, it's almost it's similar to that. Uh, there's that philosopher that said, you know, I might as well believe in God because if there is one, it's, it's something gambit. I forget what it's called. Uh, uh -huh. you, you believe in you believe in something because if it is there, then you'll have salvation. If it's not, you didn't lose anything, right? Uh, it's it, it, it's not that. I'm I'm not saying I, that's why Pascal's that's why I have spirituality. Wager? Pascal's wager. That's it. Uh, I've never heard that before. I like that. Yeah, Pascal's wager. Kind of uh, cynical, it's similar but... <laughs> to that. But but I I, do, I have experienced some things in my life that kind of made me double think things and be like, hmm. uh, you know, maybe you don't know what's going on. Maybe there is something yeah. a little weird out there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, me too, brother. Um, yeah. I re I really appreciate that too. I think that that's something that also happens to us aging gamers is 
uh, we have to leave our, I, I don't know, like th there's some kind of stereotype for me, like about being a gamer from like the nineties and two thousands or like, you know, you know, you're surrounded by people who are like are atheists or think they're atheists, like edgy, like technology nerds. Like there was a certain, it was much more of a niche back then compared to now. It's much more of a bigger scene. Um, uh, I'm actually seeing, a, a, and not that it's related, but I'm seeing Greg Saloid here in the chat saying, that's kind of depressing to hear as a directionless young dude. I think responding to you talking about the the, the sheer chance of you finding what, where, what you found. I wonder if, if you want to respond to that at all. Like, yeah. How would um, you speak to a directionless young person with the perspective you have, especially like a directionless young gamer? It's almost like I feel like, you know, one of those father son, you know, kind of things or like an old guy talking to a young person, be like, back in uh -huh. my, you know, yeah. I don't want to give anyone advice because I feel like that's just, um, but I will say that, like, you're the most important thing in the world, right? Um, Treat yourself with love and treat yourself with uh, respect and good things will come to you. That's all I can say. Because I, like that. I didn't do that when I was younger. I wish I loved myself more or treated myself with more respect when I was younger because I think that is the, that's the road to happiness, right? Doesn't I can't, I'm not going to tell you to study hard. I'm not going to tell you to, you know... Uh, you know, take every opportunity that comes to you. Uh, but I will tell you, if you love yourself and if you if you respect yourself, everything else will come. What is yeah. loving and yourself? I'm, I'm still and... working on that today. Yeah, it's a of lifelong course. project. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What does loving yourself and respecting yourself look like to you? Um, for me, I guess it's trying to eat healthy. That's always okay. been hard for me. Uh, trying to um, <clears throat> exercise more, keep it clear. Because I, I used to exercise a lot. I used Take to be a lot more. Seriously. Yeah, go ahead. I used to be in a lot better shape than I am right now, and I, I think that that's when I thought the clearest as well. Yeah. There is a correlation between mind and body. Um, very strong. Uh, I I think it's just general. Loving yourself to me means being able to look yourself in the mirror and being like, you know, you're worth it. You know, um, not bad. You're, yeah. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not saying you have to go like jump off a cliff and you know, jump off a cliff, you know, cliff dive or go on an airplane and do a sky jump. I'm not saying you have to do anything crazy. I'm just saying you have to be able to be comfortable in your own skin mm -hmm. and be confident of who you are. And I don't know how to do that. I, I don't know. I can't tell you this is how it's done, but I can tell you that if you love and respect yourself, you'll make the right decisions for yourself. I think that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, um, it's almost like as long as yeah, being able to look yourself in the mirror and like say I like X about myself, like pick something about yeah. yourself and just say I like this about me. Yeah. I think I'm pretty great. That's something I learned through therapy. I've been in therapy many years, and it's something that I I had no problem telling people. Like I, um, you know. Uh, went through some hard stuff in my life. Like we talked about my brother and and yeah, some other yeah. other things as well. And I I realized that I needed some <laughs> I needed some therapy. And and I'll tell you what, man, is you know it works. It it it, it takes time mm -hmm. and it takes dedication. But 
it's it's a road to a healthy uh, healthier lifestyle for sure. And I think that's um, I'm not saying that everyone should. I'm not saying you need. Th- I'm not saying anyone needs therapy. I'm just saying that it helped me realize that I had issues with as growing up as a kid. I had issues with self respect. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know why. Like my parents were great people. Um, I was never disrespected as a kid, but for some reason I had, it was hard for me. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so everyone's got something. And I think just getting to the root cause of whatever ails you, whatever it may be, that's the key to success because success really, what is it really? Is it having all the money in the world? Success is being happy. At least that's for me. Okay. To me, to me, true success is being happy. Yeah, because yeah. everything else is everything else is um, superfluous. Everything else can go any day. You know, your life can go any day. But hey, I'll tell you what: if that last day on on Earth, if you're happy, you went out. Yeah. You went out in a, in a good way. You know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, there are a couple of things you said. I I want to add, add, add sprinkle on some thoughts too, and see what you think. Sure. Um. So. You're talking about like um, whether to you know take every single opportunity and things coming your way. Um, you know the thought I kind of have there is that like lesson learned for me is you know every single thing you do in life is kind of a risk, and um, it can be very hard to get, especially if you spend a lot of time playing video games like I have get used to the idea that putting yourself out there has a very uncertain result of return. Um, it's like being comfortable with, with shooting out 100, 100 resumes, 100 job applications. Like It feels miserable until you get the one that sticks and then starts your career. And then, and then it's like, oh yeah, I did that. That was you know no problem. But actually in the moment it felt shitty. Um, but you know, I, I don't really want to advocate for, for necessarily doing something like that. It's more like it's more like I just think that there's this 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 substrate of reality about the way humans connect, where doors are always opening for for various things, for various people in various places. People always need other people for something. You know, it could be a job, it could be a friend, it could be a lover, it could be anything. And people are always trying to form those connections, see where they are. And um, you never get to, the best way to find success is to have a lot of those kinds of experiences where you can connect with someone, get out into the world, get out and do something, um, and try to work on yourself. What you were saying, I think, as well, is something very similar. Um, I I don't want to sound too preachy, too, like I'm giving advice. It's more just like, Maybe I can try to give a specific anecdote. So uh, the podcast, this podcast is kind of an example for me of me trying to work on myself. The biggest problem that I had when I started it, that I was trying to respond to, is the fact that after 20 years of playing games online, I had lost the the signal. Like, I, I didn't know why I was doing it anymore. I couldn't find anything that I was looking for and I wasn't even aware of what I was looking for. It's like it's like I'd never tasted food before but I was hungry. Like uh, what am I trying to do here? I don't know, but I need something. 
Um, and so starting the podcast, getting into the habit of having to, uh, setting an expectation that I'm going to try something. And then I learned that I had ADHD and the power of making a schedule. And then that, that helped me learn something about myself. Oh, if I'm going to actually pursue something long-term, I need to integrate it into a schedule. And then the podcast, it's always been a small thing. I don't make choices with the podcast that are going to get me the maximum possible numbers. Instead, I make a choice that has the maximum possible return signal to me, to what I'm interested in contending with at the time. That's why I, that's why you're, the prompt of you leaving content creation behind was so glittering to me. I feel like there's so much you and I can connect over with that thing, with, with our kind of, you know, same age, similar experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and from having to show up and talk to people, and then at the start of this year, I started doing my, own, my, my some solo content, so kind of presenting my own thoughts, and having to do that, I have transformed myself along the way, and learned a lot about myself, and learned a lot about the world in return. And the idea is not, and I've had moments of frustration with you, I'm like, where is this going? You know, it's not taking up anywhere near as fast as I would have liked. But it is giving me something back. And I think that the answer to that question that kind of calms me down is that, yes, um, this is going slow. But what I'm doing is I'm stacking the deck in my favor, right? I'm stacking the deck in my favor so that when the right connection comes, I'm in a position to do something with it, that I'm the guy who someone looks to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have I was very lucky earlier this year to have a few uh, developers from a game called Guild Wars 2, um, you know, one of the big MMOs that's out there, agree to talk to me on the podcast, which is awesome. I talked with a few folks from the narrative team, the the studio narrative director and the associate director. So, like, not just anybody, but, like, the guys in charge. And I talked to, to a designer who works on raid content. And then they started their marketing push for the next expansion. They basically said, you know what? We don't really got time for you anymore. And that kind of sucked, right? Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it also kind of sucked. Uh, I was hoping to continue that relationship. But you know what? What deck have I stacked in my favor by knocking on that door, answering the question? Um, I don't know exactly. You don't know what doors are going to open for you in the future that result from something you're doing right now that ha doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And the best thing you can follow is what's inside of you. Yeah. That's I agree. Um, more preachy than I wanted it to. But no, I think that's great. I think it's a great answer to this question because um, my whole my whole theory behind making content has always been uh, what do I want to see and what do I want to do? And I, I yeah. followed those rules. I didn't want to go down a set path. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another great aspect of you know, um, if you're looking for direction in life, is just do what makes you happy. Don't do what other people expect you to do. The reason I was a criminal justice major when I first started college is because my I have cops in my family and they wanted me to be a cop. Mm -hmm. Not because I wanted to be a cop, but, you know. Um, I'm really glad I'm not a cop because I just, <laughs> I did some ride-alongs and stuff and that job is just not for me. That's a rough it's fucking job. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I also just feel like there's no, it's a job where there's no, 
like this i feel like the 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 environment you may you know help someone that day but the environment isn't is, is non-changing you know mm-hmm. it's always the same amount of crime always the same amount of drug abuse always the same amount of and that, to me that's a very hard yeah i have to see like you're fighting an uphill battle like, against the world yeah yeah and, and for me like in science i see when i produce something that it something new to to, to the scientific community yeah. right something, yeah that's what all of science um, is, right? You're you're standing on yeah. the shoulders of people who've are, who already figured shit out before you, and you're trying to say, "What is the next thing? How are we going to add to this?" Makes yeah, sense, exactly. Man? Yeah, that's why I like science so much. So yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a question that uh, everyone's asked probably their whole life since the history of time. What do I do with my life? And yeah. Where do I go? And um, I think the key is just be true to yourself. Like I think we've 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 agreed on that. Like that's the yeah yeah be true to yourself and figure out who the fuck yourself is yeah. you gotta go out and deal with the world it's tough it's tough yep. you can't you can't figure out about your uh, the world makes no sense if you don't know who you are but you don't know who you are if you don't deal with the world there's this reciprocal thing that happens and mm. and the thing about world of warcraft and mmos and games and i love these things and it's clear they're going to become a more a bigger part of the future of the human condition as time goes on. At least I think it is. But there is something that you cannot get there. There's something you cannot get by logging in. And uh, I think that the way of, the path for some people is to do content creation. Um, that is a way to take something you love and make something with it. Take on some more serious responsibility with it. So yeah. probably other stuff too. Um, Creation of any kind is is very um, good for the soul and the mind. I think you know it's yeah. creation. Whether it's a guy, shaman guide or a podcast or a a piece of art, you know, creation. That's this. That's something that you know. No one can take away from you. It's damn straight. It, it's yours, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 special, um, and it's it's why parents hang on to old stupid doodles you make as a kid. Yeah. Why do they do that? You grow up and you're like, oh, I hate that thing, but to them, to them, it meant something. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to you, it meant something at that time. I, yeah. I look back at my old content and say, what the fuck was I thinking? But okay. I couldn't be where I am today if I didn't do what I did then. And I yeah. choose to look myself in the mirror and say, I like that I'm a podcaster. I like this about myself. I like that I'm not doing this and not doing that, and I am doing this. I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I feel... Agree, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Mel, uh, we're coming up on a couple hours. Should we wrap this thing up? Sure, I think this was uh I needed this too, personally. I think this is great. I needed to kinda talk and uh an environment that was not just about wow was nice too, because I don't know, it's it, it's good to talk about life. And I haven't really done yes. that in a while. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I think podcasts are serving a really huge need for that. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just the you and the me, because I need this conversation too. That that's the reason I have this. I told someone else I interviewed that I don't do this because I, I love it. I do it because I got demons 
And if I don't do it, they shout at me. I, I have yeah. to do this. Yeah. Um, it's I about avoiding that. hell for me. But then again, that's just the way the fucked up metaphor in my mind is. Yeah. I'm really glad that you got something out of this. I did too. Um, and, uh, you know, I also absorbed, I think you can also absorb something from content like this, whether it's this specific content or other folks doing this as well. Humans having conversation, exchanging meaning. Um, you know, the fact that we all use language to communicate, which is, which is inherently a symbolic way of interacting. You know, we're not handing things to each other. We're using verbal symbols to communicate. Suggests that we are people who are in, in a fundamental way engaged in the making of meaning. Why else would we have come out of caves and out of the plains, out of a nomadic existence and tamed the land and created agriculture? Why would we have built cities? Why would we have constructed, why would we have made air conditioning in the internet? You know, these are not easy things to do. The, the modern cave that I live in is not, was not an easy thing to arrive to. It was fucking hard. And there is something that we're, that we're all chasing. And this is what happens along the way, as long as you don't screw it all up. Thank you, Mel, for taking the time. Uh, I know you're done with, with content, man, but is there anything you want to shout out? Hey, if you ever want to watch any of my old stuff, um, Def Camp, it's, it's on the podcast, but if you're listening, if you're, it's on the stream, but if you listen on the podcast, it's Def Camp and Melderon TV on YouTube. Word. Uh, 400 plus videos of classic wild stuff if you want to watch it. And then my brother streams sometimes. At, yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Def Camp is my brother. He'll be, uh, might be streaming tomorrow, actually, I think. But yeah, cool. so, and I'm usually with him when he streams, so you can, you can chat with me there. Word, word, man. And uh, hey, man! Like, I hope everything goes well with the move and and the, and the new gig. Thank you, I appreciate that, Deke. And uh, yeah, your your ending sentiments there about um, where we have come as a species is uh, we also are standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Like, uh, yes. And <clears throat> it's uh, whether the internet's. Uh, you know more good or more bad it doesn't really you know it doesn't really matter it, it, it's part of our evolution and uh it could be it use it for good reasons i guess that's all i can say yeah <laughs> yeah okay man well i'll give my I, I guess i gotta say something too about my stuff i'm deeg i think the gaming discourse is a little bit broken and i'm trying to fix that one discussion at a time talk to lovely folks like melderon people developers streamers and every Monday night, I do a solo discussion about one thing or another. Uh, uh, the, earlier this week, I talked about Marshall McLuhan, the guy I referenced earlier, who dropped, who is a, a constant source of just like mind blowing, like quote bombs, such as being on the air tends to turn us into discarnate beings who merge our identities at the speed of light. Who the fuck says wow. that? Who the fuck it's just says so that? Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And um I need to do this, so here we are, and I'll be back again uh very soon. Thanks, Mel, and uh thanks everyone who was listening. Love y'all and I will catch you next time.